Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 206 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. And I think it's going to be a day with a little bit of rain here at the Beaver Lodge, according to uh, the weather reports. I am your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver Ray. And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, our thank yous go to our founding sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a nibble for you this morning. Good morning, Kit Donna, Kit Christian, bon matin, mon ami, Kit Dan, Kit Wishful Son. Ah, lovely to see you. It's been a while. Kit Ellen, Kit Elaine, and Kit Mystical, uh, the early birds today. Um, but before we continue, let's say good morning to Mr. Grizzly and ask, How's your mental health doing today while I get some water to get this gravel out of my throat? Well, uh, uh, I'm, I'm exhausted. Uh, I fell asleep on the couch at around, uh, I don't know, 8.30 last night. Woke up at 10.30, uh, quarter to 11, something like that. And then I couldn't get back to sleep until, oh, I don't know, 2. Mm. Uh, see, I have, I've only had, I had about maybe four, four and a half 
hours total sleep, but it was interrupted by a few hours. So I'm kind of a wreck right now, <laughs> I can to say the that. least. Yeah, I I'm just that. that's why I didn't have a show last night. I was I slept right through it. I woke up. It was like ten thirty, twenty to eleven or something like that, and I completely I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to do the ASMR. You know, when the body tells you to get some rest, get some rest. I just wish I could have slept a little longer. You know? Yeah. Now I hear you. Uh, similar situation for me. I went to play tennis last evening at around 630, got home around 730. Well, not, not ended around a little after 730. Stopped in for Starbucks, had a hot chocolate and got home and uh, my sweetie was still uh, teaching and he arrived home about half hour later and we had supper together we just warmed up some leftovers and he was telling about telling me about his day and i stretched out on the couch and um uh before he finished his salad i was conked out and since it was before 10 p.m and i usually sleep four or five hours guess who's been up since 2 20 this morning yeah that stands to reason yeah <laughs> tried to go back to bed around five because i was sort of yawning but it didn't happen so after the show there will be a nap <laughs> um all right kits um picking up where we left off yesterday now there's tons of news uh the prime minister's plane was uh broken down for a technical issue uh and uh, conservatives of course once again came out cheering against canada and wanting to portray us as a loser yeah. nation like nothing mechanical has ever broken down ever in the history of the world like none of us can relate to being on a plane that can't take off not because even something mechanical but something technical like a light somewhere in the cockpit didn't go on or something on the communication system's not working so the plane technically could take off but can't because there's regulations. Legalities. Yeah. I, will, I, well, I once uh, arrived at a destination two days late because a light hmm. would not go on somewhere. So, But this apparently is like the prime minister and his team went into the airport, went to where the planes were, went to the government plane, actually damaged the plane to make it so that we would be an embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't all done intentionally. I know, I know. So um, we're just going to let that because apparently yesterday was a slow news day because that's what everybody could talk about. So, well, yeah, isn't I'm, that I, aircraft date back to Mulroney's it, days? It's a 36-year-old aircraft. Once again, yeah, proving why it is we can't have nice things, right? We can't fix 24 Sussex until there's like mold and rats and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, these type of planes that should not be, you know, the airlines don't fly them for their 36 years, right? still no. flying there and then of course when we let the things get dilapidated because oh my god we can't spend any money on the prime minister doing that for his whole luxury geez prime minister's jet the prime minister's cottage and the prime minister they're not his right uh but then when he does go to a foreign country on a 36 year old plane that we did not refurbish when it came time to because oh my god we can't spend that money and then he gets stuck there then oh my god he's in America. It, the conservatives hate Canadians. They hate this country. All they love is money. Yeah. And again, just like it is for China, they're cheering for Modi, who is a mm -hmm. conservative, who uh, is... Let me rephrase that, though. Let me rephrase that. Reformers hate this country. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, because Kim Campbell came out swinging yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. Yes. Um, so, yes, reformers. But Modi is... Uh, on the conservative side too, um, mm -hmm. sort of torching all of Gandhi's pluralism, 
particularly on the religious side, seems to want to make Hinduism the dominant religion in the country. And everybody seems to be surprised that Modi has a problem with our pluralistic prime minister. And because our prime minister stood up to Modi like he stood up to Xi Jinping by mm -hmm. uh, talking to India about, oh, you know what, election interference. Yeah. Or interference in our politics, not say election interference, but interference in our politics, because on June 18th, a Sikh separatist that India has declared a terrorist was assassinated in Surrey, BC. And people are assuming that the Indian Secret Service was involved. So, of course, the prime minister might mention this. And, of course, well, that's definitely not going to make Modi happy because he has elections coming up. And, of course, mm -hmm. the Indian press is no different than the English press or the Canadian press. So, of course, there's tons of articles being published. And, of course, the conservatives are gleefully sharing them. Yeah, they have this like fantasy said, world here. Like this. they hate this country. Oh yeah, it's absolutely so. They're always cheering us first for it to fail. They have to fantasize of us about being a loser all the time. And of course, you know, even a mechanical plane breakdown on the plane is the actual prime minister's fault. Yeah, yeah, he did it himself. He did it himself. So that was the news day for everybody else. For us, uh, we're still going to talk about Pierre's speech. Um, Mr. Grizzly, if yeah, I think I gave you the timestamp on yep, the video. I've got it. Uh, let's yep. just uh, pick up where we were. So yesterday, when we picked, when we left off, we talked about him uh, talking about uh, the Bank of Canada should return to its uh, single mandate. That this was a terrible thing. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of an idea, uh, it's not that the bank has a dual mandate like in the United States, but the mandate was slightly expanded. Uh, in 2021. This renewal of Canada's monetary policy framework is occurring at a time when changes to the economy are complicating the task of monetary policy. This is from the Bank of Canada itself. The global mm -hmm. financial crisis and COVID-19 pandemic have had a significant impact on the global economy and financial system. And major trends such as shifting demographics and new digital technologies are altering the economic landscape. Climate change and the long-term transition to net-zero greenhouse gas emissions will drive structural change in the Canadian and global economies. Also, there is now greater recognition, supported by economic research, that when the benefits of economic growth and opportunity are more evenly shared, it leads to more prosperity for the whole economy. Hmm, that seems to be moving a little away from trickle-down, which might be the real issue that uh, Pierre has, why he wants to sack the governor. A strong and inclusive labor market helps reduce income inequality and supports robust demand for goods and services. Consequently, the, the Government of Canada and the Bank of Canada agree to renew the inflation target on the following basis. All the stuff about, you know, 12-month rate, 2 to two to 3 point cent, the inflation target will continue to be the 2% midpoint of the 1% to 3% inflation control range, all that kind of stuff. The agreement goes to 2026. The new part, the government and the bank further note that, given that there is uncertainty about the maximum level of employment, this is in 2021, by the way, mm -hmm. that it is consistent with price stability, the bank will continue to use the flexibility of the 1% to 3% control range to actively seek the maximum sustainable level of employment when conditions warrant. That was the big change. That's the thing that PP wants the bank to stop doing. He wants to stop when conditions weren't. Use the flexibility of the inflation range to seek maximum sustainable level of employment. 
Mm. Now he had all the seals out there clapping when he said that of because course. they don't know that that's was that was the change when conditions weren't mm -hmm. not permanently not all the time no. that was the big change that's what he's railing against all right so just so you know just so you know all right mr grizzly play the clip just a second here all right i got it loaded i'll just oh wait did i did i hang on i don't think i uh set it up at the right place no, I did. I just wanted to make sure I had the audio turned on. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's only up off the mountain. The city of Winnipeg had to be slapped down by the courts because they blocked 2,000 homes right next to a transit station that was built specifically for those homes. And what is Trudeau's response? He gives these local bureaucracies more money to build themselves up and block homes. He has not built homes. He's built bureaucracy. Now. At a federal level, he's built up a bureaucracy at the CMHC that slows down financing for the builders of affordable apartment units, all of the while we have a homelessness problem. When I am Prime Minister, my government will stop giving tax dollars to gatekeepers. Okay, give me a... So the CMHC, the Can Canadian Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, that makes sure that all our mortgages are properly stress test and insured mm -hmm. so that what happened in mm -hmm. 2008 doesn't happen here well right let's get rid of them and then all the municipal governments yeah they're the gate so he, he just he just declared war on every mayor he wants to get houses yeah. built and the people that take care of the zoning he just declared war on them all right um if we're literal uh, if we're if we're far from 58 10 uh maybe set it up if not just let it roll well 5810 is back oh that's back from there okay then just keep letting yeah. it roll then my common sense plan is to have a new funding formula that links, links the number of federal dollars cities get for infrastructure to the number of houses they allow to be completed. More specifically, we will require big cities permit 15% more home building per year or lose federal infrastructure money. Pas de logement, pas d'argent fédéral. Two, those that beat the 15% target will get a building bonus, right? Incentives work, and we will pay for results, for roofs over heads and keys and doors, not for promises. Je vais payer pour les résultats et I'm non pas pour les promesses. To get federal funds for transit stations, cities will be required to permit new high-rise apartments all around future transit stations that are funded by the federal government so that our seniors and our students can live right next to the bus and train. And okay, I got to stop that right there because that's exactly what is happening in Ottawa and has been for years since we started to build our LRT. Mm -hmm. All along the north-south line, 40, 50, 60, uh, 50, like all these buildings are propping up mm -hmm. as we speak. Mm -hmm. So... He's acting like this is suddenly a new idea. Toronto's been doing this for decades. Mm -hmm. Look at Young Street. Young and Egg 
Young and Eglinton, which 20 years ago had 10, 12, maybe 15-story buildings. Now they got 50, 60, 70, and taller because it's a major transit hub. Mm-hmm. And there's the Eglinton Crosstown that goes right there as well. Right. So this has been going on for decades. Oh, yeah, exactly. This is not new. Exactly. So he's saying he's going to take the government out of the process as much as possible. Well, government out of the process, but there's only so much government because you're always going to need lawyers and you're always going to want to ensure basic safety and there's going to be building codes and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. right, that's going to happen. This, And then he says, okay, we have to build this many more homes or else yeah. I will punish the city by removing funding, which will, of course, make it easier for them to then build homes. And, of course, who's <laughs> going to build all these new homes? Because if we have to bring in home workers in order to accomplish that, where do they live in the meantime? And then he goes, all game show hosts, those who beat those targets, get a bonus. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, with your new home, you get a Boy Hill dinette set. Mm. Right? And then now he's talking about certain things he's going to do. Now that was part one of his plan. Now let's wait till we hear the rest of his wonderful plan. Okay, here we go. I will sell off 6,000 federal buildings and thousands of acres of federal land so that we can build, build, build. Okay, you want to stop it there? Okay. That's the part I said. for a split second. That's the part I said would make your hair come up yesterday because that's exactly... Doug Ford, he's going to sell off federal land. And the build, you know which federal federal government building he's looking the most to transform into housing? 24 is nothing. The CBC headquarters in Toronto. Of course. Of course. Of course he is. Yes. Of course he is. Yes. And um, that's the plan. His plan is two points. That's the plan. Well, and he's going to sell off 6,000 federal buildings. Okay. Okay. And what are we going to do with them? Well, what's going to happen to them? Are they going to tear them down? You're going to sell them off. Okay. Are they going to be required to be converted into housing when you sell them off? No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Just like they'll get torn down and turned into luxury condos. Yeah. Just like Doug's lands that were uh, supposed to be built on, start building on into by 2025 were being flipped. Yeah. Because we weren't supposed to discover until 25 later, 25 years later. Okay, keep keep it rolling for a little bit. You'll see that that's all the plan is. Watch. Bill, bring it home. Listen to the barking seals. You know, it just warms my heart. To think of the beautiful family. Roll. He just, that, that was it. That was the plan. And he doesn't even have much enthusiasm when he says bring it home. And he just sort of like throws it in. Say build, 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 bring it home. Build, build, build. build. What, what do you build? Get it, it done. It bring it home. It doesn't, but like build, 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 bring it home. Doesn't. A stronger economy, bring it home. More pride, bring it home. Okay, I get that. Build, 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 bring it home. I don't even know what bring it home means. What are we bringing home? Again, I, I, I keep on thinking that, you know me, I, I just keep on going to Les Miserables. Yeah. So, <laughs> I bring it home. <laughs> um, if you <laughs> I can, yeah. get it Bullet done, through. get mm. it done. You, say, you can sing the same song because, you know, they're all like, 
three word, three syllable slogans. Yeah. Build, so, build, build, dig, like dig, dig, crap. drill, baby, drill. <laughs> Life is simple. Oh, what we don't know. Simple had two syllables. Can't use that one. No, it's got to be one, one syllable. One syllable. Um, I had the syllable on the wrong emphasis. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's fun to know that Anglophones say that too, because we say it in French a lot. Uh, the, the emphasis on the wrong, on the wrong syllable. <laughs> that, that, that was Gilles Duceppe speaking. That's that's how you could always imitate Gilles Duceppe. Yes. Yes. Um, now, uh, I don't know if you have the it set up for the next one. Yeah, I do. Okay. Now we're going to yeah. get to... So it's we get to... He's talking, he's talking, he's talking. And then he go, goes through uh, more Americanization of Canadian politics, talking about dignity of work. You make it, Trudeau takes it, clawbacks and blah, blah, blah. But it's like clawbacks happen at all level of the government, right? Just ask people on ODSP. <clears throat> um, then uh, he talks, then he says there's going to be another income tax cut, but literally he just says an income tax cut and that's it and just moves on. Because you know that didn't really work very well for Liz Truss, but of course he's got an income tax cut and more cutting red tape. But he waited until like over one hour in the event to talk about red tape and cutting taxes. That's what I'm saying. Like this, it was really trying to be like this this pseudo economic lesson on housing and inflation, and it's like lots of things that are true, and then mixed in with a little torque and a twist and whatnot that makes it completely ridiculous if you know the subject but if you don't it all sounds really good and again num, 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 they're eating it up all right now we get to oil we it's good this thing was one hour and 26 minutes long including anita and the ads and we're at 108 before he starts talking about oil oh, that's telling this should be this should be greasy then pardon the pun Okay, let's go. Combating the real problem of climate change. The International Energy Agency says the world will be using 50 million barrels of oil every single day for the next 20 years. And that's under the most restrictive scenarios. And Trudeau and the NDP want that oil to come from polluting tyrants like Iran and Venezuela. I believe that the country that invented the Canada arm and insulin can produce these barrels cleaner and greener than any other country on earth. Okay, stop it there. Do you, you see the size of his big smile there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? His, now, his overlord oil oligarch oil barons. Yeah. Now, he's pleasing them. He believes we could produce these barrels cleaner and greener than any other country on earth, but we currently don't. And getting to that point no. would require investment. And also the reason for which liquefied natural, liquefied natural gas projects were considered not financially viable in Canada, but were in other countries, was because when the Conservatives were in government, rather than following the roadmap that the Supreme Court of Canada tried to keep on giving them with regard to consultation with Indigenous communities and environmentalists, with regard to their alleged goals of increasing energy exports and getting a pipeline to Tidewater, they opted instead to not follow the roadmap and instead to fundraise off that, calling the judges activists and thus not getting the projects done. That created an opportunity cost, or in this case, an opportunity deficit that was too large for us to overcome. 
all the other nations had tons of a head start. They were able to get their stuff online way quicker than before we would even had a plan down on paper to get it done. Right? That's the conservatives' fault. They didn't do anything yeah. for a decade. Well, you know, when, when Harper first got elected, uh, there was a part of me that was like, okay, let's see what he can do. He's an economist, right? So maybe he can steer the ship right. And he ran it into the ground immediately. Cut healthcare, cut health, cut healthcare funding, uh, cut social programs left, right, and center. Gave money to his uh, wealthy donor class. It's just also terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he hurt. He hurt the most vulnerable members of our society, and he didn't care one look, bit. When Harper came in, he was talking about carbon capture and storage. Yeah, yeah. right. We are greenhouse gas we emissions. Are Ten tech. years from him before Trudeau, another eight years in Trudeau for if we're to believe Pierre, that's 18 years, and we're still talking about the day that carbon capture and storage will come. And Pierre's plan mm -hmm. is depend on technology. Well, depend on technology means you have to fund it. You have to and fund the academic that. research. Well, that's a costly social program. They don't believe on that. Well, they shut down the labs. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, should, they, they, they muzzled scientists. You, you speak to somebody who uh, worked in the scientific field during the Harper regime, and they will tell you, we couldn't say a damn thing to anybody. They were literally muzzled. Their plan is literally just sit there and wait for technology to come up with something, but don't actually do anything to make sure that... Well, you remember <sighs> we used to make our own vaccines in this country, and, and Brian Mulroney sold that off. Yep. Right. And then he's talking about, you know, we have to, like, we can participate in Europe, you know, securing their dependence from Russia. They've already done that. They did that in time for last winter. That's why there weren't tons of protests in the street throughout Europe, people complaining about like being frozen out of their houses. They found the contingency. It's too late, Pierre. Mm -hmm. It's too late. He's closing the barn door after the cows got out. By the time we plan it, approve it, build it, what? <laughs> it's, we will have passed peak oil. It's well, too it, late. I was... we, we hobbled ourselves. 15, 25 years ago. I watched a documentary the other day on how green energy is the fastest growing energy sector. And there's an oil company in Texas who suddenly started invest investing in green energy. And well, let me rephrase that renewable energy. Okay. Renewable energy. And they are um, rapidly doing it because of the fact that they are in the energy business. They're not the oil business. They're in the energy business. And if they can produce a green product that will make sure that their children and grandchildren have a world to live in and still turn a profit, they'll do it. Mm -hmm. And it's what they're doing because green energy is becoming profitable. It takes decades to build up the infrastructure for it, but it's built up quicker than anybody expected. Kind of like electric car, the charging system. Right. That got deployed much quicker. I thought it would have taken 30 years. Like we, like we just said on our show a couple of weeks ago, the, the, the Tipping Points episode. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like we've packed, Canada's well, passed the 5% the, the, the point per year, which means that we are now moving from early adopters to, you know. I'll give you an example. If you drive a Tesla in 2017, okay, so that is six years ago, you could drive coast to coast in this country in a Tesla because of the charging infrastructure that was built up. Mm-hmm. All right. 
So we're adopting. Yeah. Okay. The next I'm one. Now, this is the one that you're really going to love, Mr. Grizzly. This is the one that's going to make you smile because it's going to confirm something you've been saying on this show for months. Okay. Here we go. Mario, Saskatchewan, and Alberta can have this clean energy. And carbon capture and storage will make our oil sands the world's lowest emitting. We will approve more hydro dams and tidal wave power to turn water and gravity into lightning. We will grant permits for natural gas plants to safely ship it off to replace dirty coal in Asia and to break European dependence on Putin. Yes. We will harvest the minerals of electrification from our mines using our workers rather than importing them from from Justin Trudeau's favorite coal-burning dictatorship. Okay, stop it. Did you hear it? Did you hear? Did you Justin hear the word Trudeau's he was just about to say? Importing it from China, yeah. uh, Justin Trudeau's favorite coal importing dictatorship. Oh, did it was he a, almost? Did I miss? That? Yes, played again. He was. He, did, he, he was about to say China, and you said he can't say back China because I missed that. He always that. says Beijing. No, he can't say China. Yes, yeah, he, he can't say China. Clear reactors. <laughs> so that New Brunswick, oh, Ontario, Saskatchewan. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah, it's a little further. Power to turn yeah, there you go. Right the now. world's yeah. lowest emitting. We will approve more hydro dams and tidal wave power to turn water and gravity into lightning. We will grant permits for natural gas. How do we turn water and gravity into lightning? I think okay. he was just being poetic. Gas plants to safely ship it off to replace dirty coal in Asia and to break European dependence on Putin. Yes. <laughs> Barking seals. And we will harvest the minerals of electrification from our mines using our workers rather than importing them from from Justin Trudeau's favorite coal-burning dictator. Oh, I could listen to that on a loop all day. <laughs> I missed that the first time. He almost said China. He almost he can't say China. said China. From Ch I mean, Justin Trudeau's favorite... He almost said China. He won't say China interference in our election, but Beijing. Great say. He can't say China. He cannot say China in any negative way because his party tied us to China for 33 years, handcuffed us to China to the point where if we violate the contract, they can sue us into oblivion. Way to go. Way to sell us out. They get mad at Justin Trudeau staying in a $6,000 a night hotel in London when he's in a secure area cordoned off by MI5 and the RCMP says this is where you have to stay. But that's all because Stephen Harper sold off Canada House, a house that we actually owned, Canadian property, Canadian soil in London, sold it off. So now whenever we send uh, any visiting dignitary to London, they have to stay in a and hotel. Like and security costs are there the as simple as that this isn't like the uk the country we go to the most often no <laughs> why did we sell that just... one off that's the one we used <laughs> all right 11730 that's when he finally gets to the military again in 
one hour 26, one hour 17 is when he gets. So like I said, all the traditional conservative stuff, just threw it to the mm. side. All the conspiracy stuff, threw it to the side to focus just on housing, just on inflation. That's what I'm saying. He's got his speech for one of these moments, the convention that's like broad media broadcast to everyone. And then you've got what he's saying. Mm. Okay. He came so close. So close. Is by standing on guard for our country and rebuilding our military at home that we protect our country. The guy who cut. Uh, VA offices. That's what I mean, closed VA offices. Just watch. You, you, you're going to see the smarm, and you're going to be all the military eyes that are going to roll in the back of their head. Absolutely. Give it up for our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and veterans. Okay. Airmen and veterans. Cut. Wait a minute. He didn't. He didn't include women in there. Did you notice that? Yes. So um, we have women who serve. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I tell you, these. But just the literally, and we, that was the extent of the military portion. That was it. That was it. And we will revile as our military. Give it up for our military. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they always do that. Well, well, I mean, everybody does that. But I mean, like. Yeah, no, no, they all do. But that's because it's a guaranteed applause line, right? Who's not going to give it up for a minute? But like, that, that's the extent. Yeah. That's that's his defense policy. Mm -hmm. And now for the big finish that uh, someone on a podcast I heard is like, who wrote this Hallmark crap? <laughs> oh, no, it was David Moskop on Twitter. I remember that. This Hallmark crap. But um, again, we see it and we go, oh, my God, this is inducing cavities. But um, again, like a peanut butter cup, they eat it up, Mr. Grizzly. Okay. Uh, a no single ideal that is Canada. Now the big finish. Bring it home, people. <laughs> Yet these extraordinary people feel like strangers in their own country with how horribly things have changed and with the prime minister trying so hard to erase our memories it's easy to forget how good things were and how much better they can be you know the most important job of any leader is to bring hope hope is what Canadians need now more than ever. Hope is something that you feel, but it's hard to picture it. So let me paint a picture for you of students laughing and walking down safe streets to class, the distant drumming of hammers driving nails through Canadian lumber into yet another beautiful new... Nobody uses Canadian hammers home. in construction. Shopkeepers. <laughs> Sweeping clean storefronts at the end of another day, waving to seniors oh heading home God. with a car full of groceries and change in their pockets. As daylight fades to night, kids are heard pleading for 10 more minutes of street hockey before bed, and then quiet. And a young couple 
sits on their front porch, soaking in the summer warmth. A Canadian flag hanging gently but proudly from the front of their house, with a cold one hand and a paycheck in the other. They look into each other's eyes and wait a minute, a cold drink in one hand and a paycheck in the other. I normally sit around with something that I haven't received personally in real life in almost 30 years. Money is deposited directly into my account. I'm I'm just saying, I would say the vast majority of Canadians are paid similarly. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. And now maybe if, maybe if you're an independent contractor, uh, you own a business, people might pay you in that manner. But I find people are more often uh, likely to just e-transfer you the money. But even if I was paid by check, why would I sit on my porch, which I don't have because I'm in an apartment building near a transit hub, why would I sit on my porch if I had one with the paycheck in my hand? That should be in my bank account because if it's a written paycheck on paper, I can't do a damn thing with it until I go to the bank. So that doesn't even make any sense. But look, somebody's going to say, oh, you're just picking it apart because he's an asshole. I mean, you're an asshole. I mean, you know, you get what I'm, you get what I'm <laughs> aiming at. Okay, shall we continue? Big finish. That can only say... The hard work paid off. The sacrifices were worth it. Because, finally, we're home. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me back that up. Finally, we're home? Mm What the hell is he going on about now? Finally. Did we come back from a big journey? Did I just come back from Europe? We came back from eight years in Trudeau. Kids are heard pleading for 10 more minutes of street hockey before bed. And then, quiet. And a young couple sits on their front porch, soaking in the summer warmth. A Canadian flag hanging gently, but proudly from the front. Hanging gently. This is the most, this, look... I know that every politician tries to finish their speech with something homey and and warm and make you feel good inside and really, you know, go for the big finish. But this doesn't even grammatically make any sense. How does a flag hang gently? (sighs) Of their house with a cold drink in one hand and a paycheck in the other. They look into each other's eyes in a way that can only say... The hard work paid off. The sacrifices were worth it. Because, finally, we're home. Ladies and gentlemen. And that was followed by another round of synchronized waving with Anna and... Well, you know. And look, every single political leader is going to do that same thing. I'm not even, that's not even up for debate. They're all going to do it. Mm-hmm. But his closing sentence was grammatically ridiculous. It made no bloody sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sitting with a cold drink in one hand and a paycheck in the other. Now that might appeal to somebody in their 70s or older, but most people I know 
that recently retired from the workforce have been paid by direct deposit for decades. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's not even new. Mm-hmm. That's been going on since oh, the mid-80s, I think. A lot, was of when that first descri- a lot of stuff he's describing happens every day. <laughs> he's describing... Like, we have this already. Not yeah. everybody, but we have this already. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All American bullshit. I do not know who they imported to write that, but that did not sound like Canada. That's just a sales commercial. Uh, yes. <laughs> Stealing from the Barbie movie. I, yeah, kids. Yeah, I know. I know you have a hard out, Mr. Grizzly. Yes. So should I end the yeah, show? Yeah. Yeah, we got to go. I got I to get to the office. All right, kids. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. Uh, we hope that you love listening to us because uh, we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. So please tell all your peeps and poops and all about us uh, because democracy is something that you do. If you're in Manitoba, make sure that you're registered to vote, can uh, make a plan to vote and convince some friends to come and vote with you because friends don't let vote, friends vote alone. Uh, please donate to the Red Cross if you can. Um, uh, and of, of course write your MPPs, your MLAs and all that kind of stuff uh, if you want us to come to you when we have something fresh off the bandwidth go to our pod page site sponsored by the Ray Girl podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words and if you're in the mood to subscribe well why don't you make like Kit Elaine and go to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube page where you can like, subscribe, and share our episodes. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. If you enjoy our content and you enjoy particularly the coverage of the convention that we have given you, and you would like to encourage us to do more, then please find us on our coffee page. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash Eager Beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. Or uh, you uh, scan that squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head, and that will take you to our emergency hydration fund where uh, you can keep our vocal cords in great shape to be able to deliver this to you on a daily basis. From the Eager Beaver, well, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your True North Eager Beaver saying it could be a tough world out there, kits and cubs, so please be kind to and gentle with yourselves. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Try not to let your anger and frustration uh, get the better of you today, because uh, right now I'm pissed mm. and I gotta go into work. So I gotta, I'm gonna try and get over that on my brisk walk into the office because I, I want to be in a good mood today. But that was enraging. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Again, that's why I watch it so you guys don't have to. Yeah, I appreciate that. My mental health is on the line here, right? <sighs> okay. All right, Mr. Grizzly, roll them credits, please. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. 
And before we go, just a little tidbit. Uh, Team Canada's bronze medal win at uh, the FIBA World Cup came with a little bit of money to help the program, 150,000 150, euros. So way to go. Cool. Way to bring it home. <laughs> bring, bringing home the bronze. Bringing home the bronze. Yes, and some bacon. See ya. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.